somebody explained it to me but can you believe that girl blew up that man car like that and blew up herself however did you see her face her mugshot it Uh didn't look nothing happened (laughs) she first of all the fact that somebody recorded that like right right, and then you see when it blew up they jumped too Mm -hmm. because that Oh, I got, I got I a can't meme. Imagine. I saw a meme. Oh my gosh! I saw somebody Did say I see what? It? No, but <laughs> that's exactly what it is. I can't imagine like what the dude did to deserve. <laughs> I saw the other day where this Such. girl tore off the front door. Oh yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> I was like, these women. Maybe I had wilding. What kind of men is y'all fooling with? And but why would you let somebody get you to that point where you would blow up this man's car? You ain't never been in love. <laughs> <laughs> I have been, but no, I ain't finna no. blow up nobody's car. I know. First of all, I, I know you ain't talking. <laughs> Wait a minute. I know. You, I have never gone that far. Boy, so I, <laughs> you almost. I know you that ain't the talking. Same. Diddy, <laughs> I hope you listen to this episode because we leaving this in here. I know you ain't oh talking. Keying a car and blowing up a car. Those two totally different levels. You ain't never been in love. <laughs> so you would you would blow up Craig's car? You darn girl. <laughs> I might try to kill him. I can't. Whatever. No, you wouldn't. Cause you going you to jail. Know? Do you know you going to jail? And you that girl bail- is going to jail. And you're going to bail me out <laughs> because I bailed so you, you out. So you'll just first of all, <laughs> yes, I did. Let's clarify. I saved your life. <laughs> you right? Because I didn't even do it. I yeah. couldn't even get to my accomplish exactly. my goal. Exactly. That pissed me off so bad when y'all wouldn't move. <laughs> Shoot. Anyway. That was funny to me. That girl said, I guess I'll show you. Welcome. (laughs) Hello, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to another episode of Seasons. I am Janae. And I am Portia. And we would like to thank you for joining us. Um, How are you? I'm actually, I am actually good today. Okay. Um, Stomach is getting flatter. Hey. Booty, you know, we're working on you. Booty getting a little rounder. It is. A little more plump. You know, just a little. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but I'm in a Shout good out mood. to Brittany. Yes. Bounce back. When I tell you I have bounced back. Man, the, the, the workouts work if you work them, okay? Hello. How are you? I'm good. It's a Saturday. I have been at the house. I love it. Your house you is know? clean. 
I've been cleaning today. Thank you for acknowledging that. Because you know what? You got to clean up. Mm. Mm. What, what you, you messed up. up. Starting my life over again. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just been chilling. So, you know, that's the thing when I think about often about this whole quarantine and, you know, how people have been going crazy being in the house. Mm-hmm. I haven't. Yeah. I enjoy being I, I had home. a moment where I just needed to get out of the house. So, like, because I was the only person that wasn't leaving. And so mm-hmm. I just needed to, like, go to my office and work. Yeah. But, I mean, if we were to go back to phase one... I Which we found, might be doing. We might. Okay. I have found ways to get out of the house without mm-hmm. being around people. Mm-hmm. So at this point, if we go back to phase one, I'm going to buy a bike. And just go bike riding. Yep. I do want a bike. I've been wanting a bike for a minute. Would you I've been ride wanting it? a bike since sixth grade because somebody stole my bike when I was in sixth grade. Oh, man. And I ain't ever had one since. I hear the hurt in yep, your voice. It hurt. <laughs> it hurt real bad. <laughs> Would you ride your bike on the street? That's the only thing that like scares me. Like for some like at a no. You know, let me tell you something about these bikers. They be running red lights. Yeah. They run stop signs. They be doing no, they I would do. ride it on the sidewalk. Or I would do a trail. Yeah, that's what I would want to do. But so I would need like the contraption to put my bike on my car and take it to the park. Would you throw that thing in the back seat? Open the trunk. I guess you could do that. That would be smarter Mm -hmm. and easier. Because what happens, like, I know me, I will forget the bike up there and pull into my (laughs) garage and boom, I done broke the contraption. Right. (laughs) That's dope, though. I'm going to think about that. Something cute, too, with a little basket. I would want a little basket on Mm -hmm. mine. I think I would need a little seat on the back for Puda. Oh, oh, (laughs) I can see it. She She would would love it, yep. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Well, we're going to go ahead and get started with our homecoming segment. And we say it every week, but this is a segment that we do just to say congratulations to people that we actually know. So this could be someone that we went to school with, someone that we grew up with from one of our respective homes, but people that we actually know who are doing amazing things. So it could be that they've written a book or they have written a song or an album or um, started a nonprofit, just a variety of different things that we just want to say, hey, we see you, we acknowledge you, we're proud of you, and we want to encourage you to keep doing what it is that you're doing. And so we're excited for this week's feature. So who do we have, Portia? This week we have Miss Elizabeth Ross. And she did go to the University of Tennessee at Knoxville. She graduated in 2011. And she actually wrote a book titled, I Can't Sleep Because of You, Thoughts of a Love-Struck Insomniac. I love that title. Mm -hmm. This book of love poems was released Valentine's Day 2020. Inspired by true events of myself and others, I use poetry to tell a love story that progresses from friendship into romance exploring the ups and downs that occur in a relationship with a lot of soul, sex, sensuality in the mix, and a reminder of why it's important to be in tune with oneself while experiencing all of that. The poems are separated into the definition of love as categorized by the Greeks. The book is a great read for anyone who's ever been in love, is in love, 
wants to be in love, hates love, 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 confused by love, or <laughs> is an expert. Yes, <laughs> all of it. She says she was inspired to finally publish this book after sitting on it for a couple of years. She also has a company called the Director of Creativity LLC and offers editing services to other authors and long term. She'd love to publish more books authored by herself and others. You can purchase this book on Amazon under her pen name Elizabeth Antoinette and you can follow her on Twitter at Liz the author and if you want to email her the email is the director of creativity at gmail.com and her website is the director of creativity.com so, yes. dope. shout out to you Liz we're so 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 proud of you her book is great too I've had a chance to read it and I just I the thing that I love the most about it is the way that she broke it down yeah and talked about the different um forms of love because there are several different forms I don't know I don't know all the forms I just know I love love but like the love that you have for a friend the love that you have for your lover or your mm-hmm. romantic partner it's different and so I think it's dope how she went through so support her we'll put all of her information and a link uh, in the description box of this episode so that you'll be able to show her some love we honor you and celebrate you elizabeth all right so we're gonna can we pause what happened you know regis regis and kathy Regis oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Girl, he just died. Yes. After Aww. I read that, it just popped up. He Poor was 88. Thing. Yeah, I was going to say he was old, though, right? Yeah, he was old. That's sad. Well, yeah. I don't know if it's sad, especially if he's lived a full life. He has and lived it was a just his life. time to go. I'm sure it's sad for his family, though. So that's crazy. I remember Regis and Kathy Lee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he was with Kelly for a while. Mm-hmm. And she, she was the younger one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So we're going to get into our next segment, which is You Are My Person, and have some great stuff for us to talk about. Are you, Y'all are you excited? Y'all to see how this child is smiling. <laughs> <laughs> sure, lay it so, on your friend. So I am reading a book, and it is called Relational Intelligence, and it's written by Dr. Darius Daniels. And what the book is about is his basic point is that you have to be able to, number one, define relationships well in your life. Mm -hmm. And then also you have to be able to categorize people in the correct area. And so what he suggests is that you have four basic types of relationships in your life, and they are friends associates assignments and advisors and so he goes through and he just talks about what the definition for each category is and then how do you go about determining where you place a person in your life and so this is something that you and I have talked about before I remember on a previous episode we were talking about how you have to know what shelf what of your friendship shelf Mm -hmm. where do you put people and so I wanted to talk to you about it because the first chapter is about about friendships. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> right, it was perfect. And so there's just a couple of things that he pointed out that I thought were really, really good. And I wanted to share them with you and with our listeners and just see what y'all think about it. And so the first thing that he says about friendship is that we use the word too loosely. Hello. <laughs> 
Just like we Ooh. use sis to you. We do. Yeah. But you know, mm-hmm. I told you, I be calling everybody sis. I just like it. <laughs> but why do you think we do that? That's my first question. Why do you think we are so quick to... Well, I can tell you why my husband uses the hurt. Because term. he sure does. He yes. calls everybody friend. Because he's not good at remembering names. Wow. I never knew that was why. Yeah. Okay. So that's why that most people sense. are friends. Okay. And I've started to do that. <laughs> you just call people friend? Yeah, if I can't remember their name. Yeah. Okay. But like on a deeper level, why do you think we are so quick to want to categorize people as a friend if, honestly, if they have not proven themselves worthy of the term? I don't know. Do we like the way it sounds? Do we like enjoy having a lot of friends? Mm-hmm. Do we like the idea of being known as a friendly person? So that's why people assume that we're their friends. Mm-hmm. I think all of that. I think those are some good points you just made, especially the one about wanting people to assume that we are friendly people. Mm-hmm. And so, and also wanting to appear like you have a lot of friends, Yeah, you know, like you're the most popular or whatever. But one of the things that he talks about is how you have to be careful who you assign the term friend mm-hmm. to because friends get access to you in different ways and influence you in different degrees and he says there's a difference between giving your life to someone and then just spending time with someone mm-hmm. and for your friend like you give your life to them you allow them to come into your inner sanctuary your inner circle whatever you want to call it and so he says friends are individuals who are relational assets and not liabilities and I thought that was really good because he says that friends should add to you they shouldn't be taken taking away from you right do you feel like you are one who adds to people yes in your life yes I do but I do feel like there was a season in my life where I was taking Hmm. I felt like the dependent friend really Mm -hmm. when was that if you want to talk about it and Um, like why what made you I guess be in that place in your life or feel that way probably in college mm-hmm. more so in college maybe the few years after college just because I was so broken and needy mm-hmm. and I felt like I was like just pulling from people and I, I didn't have much to give yeah that's real and I think a lot of people could probably relate to that you have those seasons in mm-hmm. your life where you feel like, I, I really don't have much. Mm-mm. I'm here. That's yeah. about all I got for you. <laughs> what you got for me? So I feel you. That makes sense. Okay, so there's four characteristics that he says you should look for in your friends. Okay. And so what I want us to do in the book, he encourages you to read through these different characteristics and then think about your friend circle and see if these characteristics show up or, you know, are evident in the people that you would call friend, Mm -hmm. which I think is good. But what I would like us to do is look at it from the perspective of, I guess, more introspective 
perspective where we think about ourselves and are we exemplifying these characteristics to the people that we call our friends, you know? So the first one is unshakable character. And he says that he talks about the scripture, bad company corrupts good character. And he says, whoever walks with us in the present is deciding what's going to happen in the future. Friends help frame people's futures. And so his whole point is that character is important. You know, who you are is important. So would you say that you are someone of unshakable character? Like, is that something that your friends would say about you? Yes, I think so. Why? Because I am who I am. And I think I am who I am. And I try to do a a good job at being a good friend and leading by example. And I I don't think that people can say, unless, you know, I'm having a bad day or something, but that I'm one way this week, this way the next week. You mm-hmm. know, I am who I am. So, yeah. What about you? I would agree with you. First of all, I do think that you are a person of good character. And I also agree with what you just said about how you don't change, which I think is good as well, that you should not just have good character, but also have consistent character, Mm -hmm. you know. And I would say the same for myself. And one of the things... I guess I would say a couple of things that I would hope my friends would say about my character is that I'm honest, that I'm loyal, and that I love, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think those are, that's important to me, all three of those things. And that's what I try and show the people that I care about and the people that I would consider to be my friends. And so, yes, I I agree with you. Uh, but I you be lying. So. But what I lie about? No, no. <laughs> All right. So number two is unconditional love. And he says about this principle or characteristic that you have to be able to handle the best of me and the worst of me without changing how you deal with me. Ooh. And that's what love is. Unconditional. It is. The best and best of times and the worst of times. Mm-hmm. What do you say? Do you feel like you have, I guess, mastered this idea of unconditional? I love? haven't mastered it, but I think that I am on my way. Just because in the past, I don't think I truly knew how to love unconditionally. Mm-hmm. And I kind of was up and down with the way I love people. But I think I'm in a place now where, yes, I have proven that I love you unconditionally through Mm -hmm. the good, the bad, the ugly. What made you be able to grow to that? Um, You and children. So I work with kids and in working with them, they are mean. (laughs) And I whatever they want to say. Whatever. (laughs) And it started, I'm going to be specifically honest. I know what you've been to say, I think. When I cut all my hair off. And that little boy boy told me I was (laughs) ugly and I was so mad. I wanted to kick him out of my program. But I couldn't. And the next day, he came back, and he was so nice to me. He loved on me. And I was was so mad. (laughs) And I was like, this is what unconditional love is, learning how to forgive. Even if I didn't get an apology, Mm -hmm. you know, he just was honest. And so I had to learn how to put my personal feelings aside and still love the kids that I serve because they're kids. They don't know how to filter their words Mm -hmm. so yeah and then I think with you just you have loved me through some dark seasons I you remember that time we was in that office 
we had had a come to Jesus meeting. Mm-hmm. I was ready to cut you off. I remember. And <laughs> we had to sit there and work through it. And so just situations like that have just reminded me that, yes, Janae does love me unconditionally. Yeah. And you gonna you gonna accept this love, okay? Okay, okay. you gonna get if it. I got to. <laughs> what they say? You gonna get this work, <laughs> right? Exactly. And you you just said something, and it made me think about this idea that forgiveness and love really go hand. They in really hand. do. But the thing is that I saw a quote. I can't remember exactly what it said at the moment, but the whole gist of it was that forgiveness is for you mm-hmm. it's not so much for the other person and so you said something about how having to forgive even when you didn't get an apology mm-hmm. you know and I think that's what what it is sometimes people will apologize but then other times they won't but that doesn't give you the excuse to hold you know a grudge I and agree. to have this animosity towards a person you have to forgive and you have to forgive quickly mm-hmm. you know if you truly love a person. The thing though, which just makes me think, forgiveness does not mean that you have to stay in mm-hmm. a situation that is not back. serving yeah. you well. Yeah. Whether that's a job, a friendship, a relationship, whatever, you can forgive and still move on and still love mm-hmm. <laughs> and move on, you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just what you have to do. So yeah, I agree with everything you said and I think that's important. And again, what I mentioned when we were talking about character, that's something that I try and make sure I show as well. And I'm like you, I don't don't think I have mastered it Mm-mm, yet, yet. <laughs> you know still have those moments where you just get pissed off or whatever but um, you have to constantly strive to love no matter what so that was number two the third one is unbridled honesty and again these are all the characteristics that should uh, be evident in your friendships he says with honesty that you should be able to tell the truth we have to love people enough to tell them the truth even if it's a truth you haven't mastered and they don't want to hear it Uh, Within our friendships, we should be able to be undeniably authentic. We should be able to say, this is someone who really accepts me for me. And therefore, I accept the truth they are telling me. Hmm. So what do you say about that? Do you feel like for your friendships that you exemplify unbridled honesty? You're going to tell the truth no matter what. Yeah, some of them. There are some friendships where I struggle with being completely honest with them. And it's just because I don't argue. I don't like the back and forth, all that. And so some people I know it's going to be a back and forth all day ordeal to prove myself in what I'm saying instead of you just accepting my words whether you agree with them or not, and moving on. Because mm-hmm. some people just have to always be right. I yeah. struggle with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm working on it, but no, I'm not there yet with everybody. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like the situations where you are not there, would you? is that a friendship? And is it a friendship where there's just some room for growth? I think it's a friendship, but it's room for growth. I have also had to acknowledge the fact that this particular friendship is in a different category than our friendship, Mm -hmm, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. So it's not just pressing for me to be completely honest with this person all the time. Yeah, I feel you. I think that's something that you and I have in common is that we don't like 
conflict mm-hmm. and don't like to argue. I don't like it. So I am quick to just walk away and I'm I said done. what I said. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I hang up the phone <laughs> and I don't, I don't have anything else to say. Yeah. <laughs> but I think with you and I, I am more, I, I want to, I don't want to argue, but I do want to address the issue mm-hmm. and I want us to sit down and talk about it. But if it gets to the point where we yelling back and forth, like, I'm out, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because I, I know that when I get to a certain point, like my mouth can just get real bad. Yeah. And I, I'm not proud of that. I haven't, I haven't been to that place that you're talking about mm-hmm. in a long time. Mm-hmm. Probably since like college. Yeah. College was bad. I used to say a lot of stuff and I'd be like, oh my gosh, that yeah. was me. But yeah, I could, and I have to catch myself because I'm like, you know what? I ain't been there in a while. Let's go. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, Portia, no, you can't do that. Yeah. yeah. You have to remember who you are. So. Right. And at this age, we got stuff yeah. to lose. <laughs> we really <laughs> <You> do. <know. laughs> can't be out here just living reckless. Right. But yeah, I do think that's important, though. That's one of the most important things to me. Like, I cannot stand, especially for someone that I consider a friend or a family member, someone that I love and that I feel like loves me. Like, don't lie to me. <laughs> you know, like, just keep it real. Yeah. I'm just but, thinking about that time we were lied to which time girl yeah i'll tell you about it later okay yeah i think i know what you're talking about you know exactly what i'm (laughs) talking about (laughs) (laughs) all right so that was number three which is just honesty the fourth one is unmovable reliability and what dr daniels says is that it is dependability and trustworthiness that make a good friend having faith in a person's ability to hold your weight and you theirs can i sit on you when the weight of my life falls Will you move? You can't sit on me, but you can definitely huh? call me <laughs> and I'll be there. I had to be able to just sit. <laughs> you know, I got, I got llama legs. <laughs> yes, yes, you, buddy. yes. And I hope you know that. I feel like yeah. I have proven myself in that area for you mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. the years. So, <laughs> yes, I, I, I believe that. And I pray that. You have been able to sit on me as well. Yes. Yes. And the same. And I think you, you feel like I am um, sittable. <laughs> no, that's Stable. not right. No. Stable. Reliable. Stable. Stable. Is a good yeah. word. <laughs> <Sittable>. Sittable. <laughs> but yeah. Sittable. Right. Because, you know, you got to be. You got to be able to be strong for your friends. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. So that's the fourth one. And then the last one is unceasing encouragement. And with this principle, he's basically talking about how sometimes people are put into our lives to fill us up, you know, mm-hmm. and to offer us encouragement. And he even says there are some things we will never achieve without the encouragement and influence of our friends. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that. I feel like... And I mean, we've talked about it before, how we are each other's biggest hype mm-hmm. uh, women. And that's the whole concept of homecoming, <laughs> you know, hype each other up, encourage the people that are around you and are in your circle. Um, be happy for them because right. if they win, we all win. Right. You know, like when uh, Wilson. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Sierra Russell named their child. When? When? When Harrison Wilson. Wow. That's different. When? I see the concept. I see what they were going for. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I would name my child yeah. when. 
because it just doesn't flow all that great to me personally. But they yeah. can do what they want. But to you do. know, famous people they name their kids stuff like that all the yeah. time. Yeah, blossom, apple, blue. <laughs> Wait a minute now. Don't, I love blue. Don't come you too hard. Blue. <laughs> blue ivy. So that's it. I just I thought that was interesting, and I thought those were some good characteristics to to think about in the concept of friendship. So evaluate the people that you have around you, and make sure those principles are present in those relationships that you would label as friendships. But then, more important, I think, is to evaluate yourself mm -hmm. and make sure you are modeling these characteristics for the people that you love. That's all I have, sis. Okay. okay. So we'll move on, salt and sugar. What's up? Okay. Lay it on us. So I'm going to be very um vague. Vague. Okay. So an incident happened mm -hmm. in June. And happened, left it alone, moved on with life. So this other person enters back into my world after being quarantined for a long time mm -hmm. and walk up to me first thing in the morning, you know, so-and-so said this, blase, blase, what? I'm like, wait a minute. That ain't what I said. Mm -hmm. And so ended up having to be a come to Jesus meeting where me and that person who supposedly said, said all this you, stuff, mm -hmm. uh -huh, come together. We discuss it. I don't, I still feel how I feel, but I am able to be, uh, cordial and respectful agree to disagree and you know we're 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 good mm -hmm. in a sense so we're good speaking whatever because we weren't actually speaking as much before mm -hmm. well the person that was telling me all of this the next day it take you to almost like halfway through the day to say something to me but the other day when you was telling me all this first thing in the morning so my thing is, at first I was like, well, I'm not going to get them involved because they were just being the messenger. They weren't trying to be messy. But now that I done sat in it, I think they was being messy. You think the person who told came back and told me that the other person said I said all this. Let's put messy. some names on it because I want to make sure I'm understanding. So okay. Sa Sam and Sally. Okay. So What about Keisha? Oh. And Quita. No, I'm just like, <laughs> I like that better. Keisha and <laughs> Keisha. Okay. So me and Keisha had words. Right. Okay. Quita came and told you what that Keisha said this, that, and the third. Mm -hmm. But when I had a meeting with Keisha, Keisha was like, that's not what I said. This is what I said. Right. And so, but Quita came and told me this first thing in the morning. I ain't hear from Quita the next day or the next day till halfway through the day. So it's like you rushed to tell me this, but now. And so I was defending Quita. Right. Well, Quita was just, you know, helping me clear the air, whatever. Help me, friend. Because now you're thinking it's that Quita was just trying to be messy. Yes. She <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, a couple of things. Um, first of all, I think that's the problem with people running back and telling because you put your own spin on it. So yeah. what Quita likely did as she was telling you what Keisha supposedly said is she filtered it through her brain mm -hmm. and her mind and mm -hmm. put her own little touch on it. So that's probably why when you went back to Keisha, Keisha was like, no, nah, that's not what I said. Right. You know? So that's problem number one. And I feel like you should be salty for, well, I don't know if you should be salty, but Quita shouldn't have been running her mouth and playing. Well, he said, she so said. what happened was 
Key when Keisha explained the conversation, it wasn't messy. Mm-hmm. But the Quita way Quita presented it, to you. yes, yeah, yeah, that's the problem. So I got it right, right? I feel okay. I would have a problem with Quita, especially because you have gone to Keisha, which I think was very mature of you. Go to the source, mm-hmm. you know. Don't don't tell Quita. Well, tell Keisha. I said such mm-hmm. just no. We too old for that. Go to the source, and Keisha cleared it up. So now the the problem for me will lie with Quita. Yeah. Why Why did you feel the need to try and create this drama exactly and be messy or whatever? So yeah. I I feel you for okay. Just for feeling you know, a little get bit me away. together. <laughs> so I'm right. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you shouldn't hold on to anger. Well, see, in 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 my defense, I had already told another person that my my goal was to talk to Keisha. Mm-hmm. We I was going to have a conversation with Keisha eventually. I right. just hadn't got to it, mm-hmm. and then I was boiling that day. <laughs> right. I said, we you was mad. I was so mad. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's it. So I I have every right. So moving forward, probably not going to fool with Mm Quita because Quita going to get slapped. But in also, Jesus name. <laughs> we don't want her to get slapped because, again, we have things to lose. We you do. You I'm saying? We don't want her pressing no charges and such. But Quita has also shown you that she can't hold water. Yeah. Because she done came back and told you what Keisha may have told her in confidence. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, little, it's a few lessons that I feel like you can take away and, and something that Give you have. Give me a takeaway. Something okay. you have learned about yeah. Quita, you know. So, you, now, going back to what we just said, you know where to categorize her in your life yeah. as, as an associate or whatever. But she ain't nobody that you're going to share your secrets with. I wasn't doing that before. <laughs> so, you definitely, definitely ain't doing, ain't doing it now. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting, though. Why do you feel like we do that? Because we're women and we're messy. Well, not we. They are women and they are messy. I feel like men do it too. You think so? Yes. Hmm. You know what? You right. Because I just thought of an incident where a man, a grown tail man was messy. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, you right. I'm thinking of a particular person that I know that being all the mess. Yeah. And it's a man, you know? So I think that humans have a problem of doing it. And I don't know why. I don't know why we get so consumed with what's going on in other people's lives and feeling like you got to know all the tea. And you know what I'm saying? Well, think about it. Think about it. Do we see Beyonce in mess? No. If it's not her own? Mm-mm. Cause she busy, right? She's Ain't she's she busy? busy being great. She busy getting so that let me bag. Get, let okay? me get busy getting the bag. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Find you some business. Because if you think about own. it, the people who are in it don't have anything to show. Huh? What you say? Say that one more time. The people <laughs> who are in it don't have anything to show. Don't have nothing to show. But screenshots, man. That's all they got. So yeah. Okay. That was good. Mm-hmm. So last segment, okay? All right, Eleventh hour. So I have always been really big on this idea of moving in silence, mm-hmm. right? That my favorite quote, one of my favorite quotes from Lil Wayne, real G's move in silence like lasagna. Okay, that's what the man said. Like baloney too. We talked about this, remember? (laughs) We did. You said that exact thing. Ooh, like baloney. Because I'm right. Sure, sure. But I love the concept of. I used to love the concept Mm -hmm. of somebody. 
Somebody got you together. They got me together. I used to love the concept of not having to tell people every move that you're making, you know, not having to get a new car, post it on Facebook or a Mm -hmm. new house or whatever. Like everybody don't have to know what you're doing. You can move inside. I've had this conversation with Craig before too. Yeah. And so that was my mindset up until just earlier this week. (laughs) I was talking to a friend and she sent me this screenshot. And what it says is you wouldn't have to move in silence if you surrounded yourself with people that want to see you win. Mm-hmm. I said, now, wait a minute. <laughs> because that's so true. And I think part of my problem has been, I guess, in a sense, being too concerned about what people are going to say. And you don't want people to think you bragging and, yep. you know, just see, all of that. I was like that, too. Mm-hmm. But Craig... He was like, why not share the blessings that God has given you? Exactly. Because I remember I didn't want to post the house. Mm -hmm. And he was like, no, we should share what God has done, you know, through us. And I was like, okay. And it, 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 it was true. Like so many people were inspired. Mm -hmm. And encouraged. Yes. By our story. And so I was like, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. And the thing, too, is that to specifically to that point that the screenshot said, like, y'all are surrounded by people who are going to be happy for you. Mm -hmm. You know, I have to remember that I'm surrounded by people who are going to be happy for me, people who want to see me Mm -hmm. win. So why would I adopt the mindset or put more importance on the people who going to hate and have Mm -hmm. something to say versus the people who going to be cheering for me? And then you rob God of his moment. In the process. Man, you rob God of his moment to shine. You do. Because you're withholding what he's doing because you're worried about the naysayers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he didn't tell you to worry about them. He said, do the work. Okay. You do the work. What did he say? You do the work. I do the rest. (laughs) Well... So I am going to work on that, just changing my mindset. And that's what, yeah, yeah, you got to shift your your thinking sometimes. And that's what I would like to encourage other people who may have had that same issue or may have that same struggle of not wanting people. Let me be clear, though. Let me stop myself because I I do feel everybody don't have to know everything. Oh, no, 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 no. Like you ain't going to never know everything that's going on in my life unless you were like in my in my circle. But I'm in your circle and I don't know everything that's going on in your life. So, so even if you in my circle, you, you might, might not know everything. <laughs> but I think that's just part of my personality and also how I was raised. But the bigger point is that it's okay to talk about some of those winning moments mm-hmm. and to, you know, share the blessings that you have been blessed with. Share that with other people because, like we just said, it can be a source of encouragement and it can remind people if this happened for them, then it can happen for me. Mm-hmm. So I also want to add to that okay because i also saw a status that said and i feel like i've said this before but normalize making normalize changing your opinion when presented with new information Mm -hmm. and so i think it goes back to what you were saying you had this mindset this way of thinking but when presented with a different perspective 
it shifted a bit. Absolutely. I so, completely yeah. agree with that. I try and apply that principle to my whole life. Like, you don't have to hold on to things just because you've always thought that way or right. always did it that way or because your mama did it that way or whatever. You have a, an option and the ability to change your mind. Exactly. You know? And there's nothing wrong with that, especially when you realize that the way I was doing it was not the best exactly. way. Exactly. I think about eating. Mm-hmm. The way I grew up eating yeah. was terrible. Absolutely. And now that I'm I'm grown and realize, oh, that's not healthy. Oh, that's bad for you. Now you got all these health issues. Okay, maybe it's time for me to change. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's yeah, a perfect girl. example. Yeah. So that's all that we wanted to leave you guys with. I hope that pricks your mind and be be okay with adopting something new. Try something new and also realize that you have people who are going to celebrate you. So don't let the booze, you know be louder than the cheers hey. in your ear that's all i have for this week you got anything else i ain't got nothing else cuz all right well thank you guys for listening as we always say we are just appreciative of your support we love you guys please continue to follow us on social media we can be found on facebook at seasons podcast just search for seasons podcast and we'll pop right up and then we can also be found on instagram at seasons pod and you can listen to us on apple podcast you can listen to us on google podcast you can listen to us on spotify you can listen to us on anchor there's what she's saying options. is you can listen to us anywhere they anywhere offer and everywhere and if we're support. not on there let us know and we will get right. on there we will get on there okay but we hope you guys have an amazing week we love you and we'll see you next time go in peace my father's children <laughs> bye, bye.